Hi, everybody. Welcome to Tortal Recall, the podcast where we sometimes read books by Tamara Pierce and sometimes yell about them. Um, today, we're going to have a reasonable and moderated discussion. Everyone's favorite thing. <laughs> Welcome to the no yelling zone, courtesy of us. Wow, finally a no yelling zone to contrast with every other part of this podcast. Yes, uh, my name is Gus, and my pronouns are they, them. Who else wants to say who they are? Well, my name is Amy, and my pronouns are she, her. Were we going to answer a question with our... We were, and I forgot what the question was. (laughs) Let's do our intros first, and then I'll tell you what the question is. And until then, you can live in suspense and get introduced to Shelby. Those two things. Well, my name is Shelby, and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Grace. My pronouns are she, her. And the question that we are going to answer um, will it will become clear why we went for this when you know more about what we're, what we're going to talk about. But tell me about a book that you really enjoy, <laughs> um, that you love reading, and specifically we talked about, like, what's your guilty pleasure? Like, what book do you read when you're just like, I just really want to have a fun time reading a book, not a book you you think you're supposed to read, or or a hard book, just like a book you enjoy. Um, uh, who wants to tell me about a book that they enjoy? If you phrase it like that, I have read the book Coffee Boy about 500 times. Tell us what it's about. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the author off the top of my head. It's Austin Chant. Um, it's a romance novel and it's really good. It's about a guy who's doing an internship for a political team, and also it's a romance. It's very sweet. I can confirm. It's very sweet. Thank you, Shelby. Um, Shelby, what's a book that you enjoy? Uh, A book that I enjoy that I reread recently is uh, Carry On by Rainbow Rowell, because it is meta fantasy, YA fantasy, which is, like, just... You can write that in a way that I don't like it, but, like, man, are, like, most of my favorite books that genre. Uh, because cause it's the things I like, but it's, like, people writing books that are not just the things I like, but also, like, metatextually going back to other things I like. So it's, like, multiple things that I like in one book. Um, so usually when I'm stressed out and need, like, to, and need to read something that I feel like I will focus on and will make me feel better. And this doesn't apply to anyone else in the world probably. I want to read something that has that it has a lot of uh world interesting world building and high stakes and also and dra- like is very dramatic. So the last thing that I read in a time of stress was I sat down and read all of the 100,000 Kingdoms by NK nice. Jemison. Nice. In Whoa. one day. And it was very good oh. and I recommend it. Okay. It was, it's a little upsetting, but that was good yeah. for me at the time. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like, I, I can kind of get that. Like, there are other N.K. Jemison's books I couldn't do in stress, but I could do those when stressed because mm-hmm. they are, like, very satisfying. Like, they come to yeah. a satisfying conclusion. Oh, uh, and the world building is so gr- good. It is. I awesome. highly yeah. recommend these books. Um, books that I really enjoy. I've recently been into Kate Morton books, the author. And I like her books. Um, they're like the perfect amount of formulaically written, where they're just obviously the author loves to write about these specific things, and it makes you really love to read about them. <laughs> and they're always about 
a woman who is like having an okay time, but she doesn't really have like a, a huge purpose in her life. And then she discovers a historical document with a connection to a mystery in her family's past. Um, and uh, then she usually undertakes like a trip to a beautiful setting. Um, and it's like multi-time period and they solve a mystery, but it's like a, a mystery in the past. And um, there's a lot of them and they're like just... Oh. It's just, like, enough you know what it's going to be like that, like, it's perfect for if you're just... I could always read a Kate Martin book, except I'm kind of being careful because I don't want to run out. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Why am I on brand all the time? <laughs> Look, I think all of our answers were super on no, brand. No, that's why I feel like it's a fun question because everybody has their own different, like, oh, this is just what I really enjoy but then, like, you know, you also have books that you share, and everyone's perspective on that is going to be different. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into talking about Tamara Pierce books, which is what we're here to do. Are we? We're here to talk a little bit about um, Terrier, um, the first book in the Becca Cooper trilogy by Tamara Pierce. But we're also here to just talk about the Becca Cooper trilogy by Tamara Pierce in a very different way to how we usually talk about books on this podcast because the reason we're talking about it today is that we're not actually going to continue to talk about the Becca Cooper books by Tamara Pierce at this time. Which books by who? By which? Sorry, I'm sorry. That was the Becca Cooper books by Tamara Pierce. The first of which is Terrier, the second of which is Bloodhound, and the third of which is Mastiff, or maybe those last two are switched. I don't remember. Aren't there four? No, there's only three. It's a trilogy. Are you, are you sure you didn't miss, like, Spaniel? Jesus. Or, like... If you tell me there's another of these books. <laughs> yeah, so we spend a lot of time talking about the way that uh, the ways that Tamara Pierce's books portray and sometimes perpetuate oppression or oppressive attitudes. Our show is largely based on being able to make that kind of criticism while still enjoying a book and while still feeling nostalgia for that book. Um, and of those of us who read this book when we were younger, uh, none of us have that much nostalgia, um, and we weren't really able to enjoy ourselves on this read. Um, we're not excited about the idea of recording between four and ten hours of audio about three over 500 page books that made us, you know, fairly miserable, and we're pretty sure most of you don't want to listen to that. Um, so out of respect for everyone's time, we are doing something different this month. Okay, um... So maybe we can just talk now a little bit about our background and, and what Gus meant um, when they said that, like, the, we don't have as much nostalgia for this book. So I think most people in this pod, only one person out of all of the Tortal Recall hosts actually read the full series as a kid. Um, and most of us, I won't speak for everybody, but... So my experience with the book was that I um, had only read the first one um, and didn't have very fond memories of it, um, but I I had posited this theory, I think, for um, the rest of the podcast that there is this time period generally after you're the target age range, like right after you're the target age range for a book, where if you read it... Um, in that time period, you tend not to enjoy it as much. Um, and, like, this has been something I've noticed for a lot of other middle grade books that I read, like, right when I was out of the target age range. And then I know they're good books. Other people love them. And I've just never liked them because I read them at the wrong time. Um, 
so we thought, like, that might be true, and maybe if we re- go back to them and read them, we'll enjoy them. Um, didn't work out that way, unfortunately. So I think we've all talked about this before, and, like, it's, uh, I think, well put, Shelby, that, um, you know, I have quite a few series that I dropped off of at a certain point because they were still getting released when I kind of aged out, and when I tried to read the books that were falling into that kind of valley for me where I was not the right age to read them. I was right after that. I just could not get into them. I did not enjoy them. Um, and that includes Becca Cooper. So I'm the youngest um, host of the podcast. And I did enjoy the first book when I read it and didn't enjoy the second. It fell right into that drop off for me. So I think that, you know, if we're looking for evidence that this like truly defines our experience with the Becca Cooper books, like I think we feel pretty solid about the theory that we just, none of us read it when we were the target audience. And so we don't have the same ability to critique the book in this series as we have with other series. We're not the best people to do that critique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I think that, for example, I have never read any of these books before and not during the regular age, but because I am with my friends who love these books very much and love to talk about them, it's been really easy for me to tap into that kind of enthusiasm and kind of say like, these are my friends. This is a thing they love. They love to talk about it. And I love being a part of it. And But that is something that is really hard to mirror when it is not being given to you by the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like if this was a podcast of four of me, it would not be nearly <laughs> as good or fun to do as it is. Right. Which isn't to say that like adults can't appreciate middle grade and YA books. Like, I'm currently reading a middle grade book that I'm really enjoying. Um, And, like, that's totally possible. But I think it is a lot harder for somebody who's not in the target audience to really effectively critique a work because you don't necessarily always know whether something isn't landing for you because it's not landing and it probably wouldn't land for anyone or whether it's like you you're just not in the right space for that to work and that makes it a lot harder to do this as a right there's certainly i think critiques that you can do as somebody outside of a target age range um and there's certainly all sorts of factors that go into whether you can enjoy or identify with you know certain aspects of books um but i think you know a large part of the way that we discuss books on this podcast and the way that we talk about rereading books and the way that you know amy um engages with us in rereading these books um is largely based around nostalgia so i think we did want to make the point that we we do believe there are critiques of this book to be made that really fall into some of the themes we've already seen in earlier books, but we're just not here to have that discussion. It doesn't feel like something that we want to do. Um, a lot of you can probably, you've spent over a year with us. You can probably guess some of the things that we'd have to say. Um, and <laughs> there are things that we love about these books, but we don't feel like it's fair to land on one side without the other, or really even to get into it if we're not here for the full discussion. Yeah, um, I also just want to say, 
we might still read these books individually. We're probably still not going to do a podcast about them. But for example, like I've been still reading through Becca Cooper and like live tweeting it because I'm interested in seeing what happens. I just don't necessarily think that we should be making an episode about it. We also wanted to say that we're definitely not trying to say like that these are like we know that there are people who really love these books. That's great. It's not at all different from the books that we love that we've already talked about that other people don't like. You know, there's nothing about these books that make them um, value-wise different than the other books that we've read. We were just having a different experience and we're just speaking to that experience. So if you love these books, like, that's great. That's super great. I'm sure you have great conversations with your friends about them. Um we just weren't really able to get into that mind space. <laughs> we, were we were in different mindscapes. Mind <laughs> I was jacked into one dreamscape and you were in another. Yeah. Um, no, that's a really, yeah, that's a really good way to phrase it, Grace. Um, like, this isn't a value judgment. This is just what we want to bring to the table on our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are other books that we're really excited about. Uh, Yeah, there's still books that we're really excited about, um, for sure. Um, Yeah, a lot of us read the MLM books as kids and are like, thrilled to be getting more into that territory. So part of this decision is just not postponing things that we're excited about to do things that we're not excited about. Right. We're really looking forward. Like I, uh, some of the Emelon books, which I've reread since we started Tortal Recall, and like I would be reading them, and I'd be like, I, yeah, d- I want to get there. Like I have the ideas already. I want to talk about them. So yeah, so we want we want to get back to that Tortal yeah. Recall feeling that we know we know is coming. They've all been telling me about Will of the Empress, but with no detail for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm fully out there as, like, um, I prefer Emelon books to Tortal books. I'm really, I've been looking forward to this the whole time. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, we also do know that there's more out there in Tortal. Um, so we have an exciting episode planned to kind of close out our um, Tortal time for right now. Um, Which we're also not drawing a line we know that there's stuff we haven't done yet like short stories and other things set in tortal um we're going to be making decisions along the same lines that we're talking about in this episode and we also want to make them as a full group so we don't have anything definitive we're going to say about that right now but we know they're out there right Mm -hmm. we'll just say that yeah Yeah. for the same we're gonna we're gonna work through those decisions the same way we worked through these which is like first of all like, are we having fun? Like, is this going to be a fun discussion and a fun reading experience? Because we also know that that, like, leads straight into, is it a fun podcast? Like, it's not, it's not fun for you guys to listen to a podcast where we're not having fun. Um, and so we're really keeping that in mind. Yeah, and also, like, we really, we don't have a lot of stuff for the future planned yet. We are working on it. Our next thing that we have planned <laughs> is really You'll like it. <laughs> It's gonna be really good, and all of us are excited about it, genuinely. There was genuine discussion about whether some of us would just sit in on the recording for a laugh track. Like, that was, that (laughs) might, we'll see. This is, like, multiple people are excited to edit this. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I think that you definitely have something very good to look for forward to. If you are, for example, disappointed that we aren't going to fully discuss the Becker Cooper books, you have something good to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's something else you might know about us after all this time is that we're none of us are prescriptivists. So when we say we're going to read books that tomorrow appears throughout, that might be a subset. <laughs> <laughs> i would love to end this with like a semi-rhetorical question um that has been brought up before i don't want to take credit for this i think amy has really spearheaded this question which is um hey folks becca has a full-time job where is she finding the time and energy to write a diary to write an exhaustive diary my therapist would be <laughs> her first entry is 41 pages of diary <laughs> do you know how long it takes me to type 15 pages like that i really already planned out that i've thought about <laughs> that in script form like it's so long it takes so long to type writing is slower writing is slower than typing how is she doing this also where is she getting all of the paper <laughs> I'm like, what's what's rewarding about it to her? You already had that. It's not about like her feelings. It's just like this happened and then this happened and then this happened. <laughs> how does she How does she remember everything that everyone yeah. says to her verbatim? Tamara Pierce establishes that she does have a very good memory because she does get quizzed by, you know, her cop partners about like you know like you know like tell us without looking at this person exactly what he looks like and you know everything like that so they establish in universe she has a good memory nobody has that good of a memory but we can suspend disbelief there is something that i want to float about epistolary books and i know like i'm sorry mm. i yeah we, while we're recording i i think that someday i want someone to write an epistolary book that starts with diary entries and the diary entries are all things like like, I don't know. Went to the market today. Bought a gallon of milk. Killed the Night King. And then the chapter is like a oh memoir of that person's life. That would be really cool, actually. I don't know. I think I'm not against it as a format. Like, obviously, loved Dear America books mm -hmm. very much, very deeply. That was my alternate suggestion for this episode, was that we would just read a Dear America book and then pretend like we thought that's what Becca Cooper was and be like, yeah, when she was that coal miner's child, right? That was, that was bonkers, kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my God. That's one of, oh, I love Dear America books. They were so messed up. Wait, I also just want to say what the cat? cat's back. The cat. Oh, the cat's the cat. back. The cat's back. Oh, the cat, right? The cat's back. Amy was surprised. We kept it from Amy. Yeah, we that we've been talking about how we couldn't reveal that to you. I went ham. And like this thing not only is it impressive because like this is one of the few things we very very successfully did not spoil from Amy, but also like she asked us about the cat. Like we had many opportunities to spoil this and we did Me not too. spoil it and I'm proud of us. I don't know <laughs> how you did it. I I really I thought that I was really good at being able to tell when you were intentionally hiding things from me <laughs> and I'm not we only succeeded on one metric it's cats <laughs> <laughs> god the cat's back I still don't know anything about the cat but the yeah. cat yeah I'd say on a binary of cat versus no cat this book ranks cat yeah <laughs> and that's one thing we can say about it <laughs> 
we want to have fun with this the project that is Torn on Recall, and a big part of the values of our projects is having fun with our friends and critiquing books that we love. And so we, we, if we're not doing that, it's not what we set out to do. Like, we're really trying to focus on making the next part of our podcast live up to that value. Um, and so yeah. we're really excited that we've found a way to do that. And we think the best way forward to follow that value is to focus on Emelon and and our secrecy, super secret, super exciting Tortal yes. episode that is coming next. Guys, get hyped. And I think too, like, you know, we obviously, we really appreciate our audience and the people, you know, no matter how you've been interacting with us, we hope that um, you can, um, we appreciate your, your understanding of this decision and um, you know, we hope that you're also excited about what we're doing next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the important thing is that we're excited about it and we're excited to have fun with our friends. Yeah. So. Of course. So on a friendship scale, we're rating this decision pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> we're writing, rating this decision friendship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love to not read books with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just like you guys, the like the relief that I felt when you released me from the obligation of reading this very long book <laughs> when I was already pretty busy and very tired. Incomparable. It was like at the end of a Girl Scout meeting when everyone's holding hands with their arms crossed and then you do the yeah. thing and like flip out. Oh it. man, I had not oh thought God. about that in years. Yeah. <laughs> Where you go, you go make new friends and but keep, keep the old ones silver and the others gold. gold. Circles round <laughs> and has no end. That's how long I want to be your friend. Wow, I was wow. I didn't know that line at all. Welcome to Scouts. I guess I'm a scout now. Um, yeah, you know. I've been initiated. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Gus has to go help their wife carry stuff, uh, which they didn't say out loud for some reason. Oh, <laughs> so Because it's their secret wife. Their secret wife. <laughs> well, they're editing, so they have full control over whether or not that goes in. Um, <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for listening. We're really excited about what the next steps we're taking here at Turtle Recall are. And, you know. Thanks for joining us on them today in this episode. Stay cool. And also in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, should we say the thing? Oh. The thing? Should we all say the thing? Yeah. Recommit to this podcast? Yeah. Put hands in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See you totally. See you totally. One, two, three. See you totally. <laughs> Freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs>